And feel free to take any screenshots of these slides because you're not going to remember all this stuff. But when you're alone at home and when you want to progress, this is where you need to kind of draw on these things that you've learned at Luminosity. First attempts at learning. I just had a baby with my wife. Her name is Isla. She's beautiful. And I just, it just reminded me of how when we're beginning to learn something, we always stuff up. Like babies, right? Remember you were a baby once? Remember when you were a baby? Yeah, of course. I remember that day. A bright light came before me. Ah! I started singing like Jimmy Barnes. Yeah! And, and see, I've, had, I've got little brothers and sisters, and I've seen them crawling. And they look so weird when they're trying to stand up. Like they're these ones. And we go, oh, that's so cute. But then they're falling on their butt, standing up, falling on their butt, standing up. And they must have fallen countless amount of times. But imagine they just were like us. And they're like, I quit. I just quit. I suck at this stuff. I can crawl fine. I'm just going to crawl the rest of my life. Imagine you just like see one of your mates crawling into the luminosity kind of thing. Why are you crawling? Stand up. It's too hard, man. I tried. Everyone else does it so easily. I just can't do it. If a baby can do it, think back. If babies do it and they try time and time again, you can do this too. Everything that we learn is practice. Repetition, repetition. You start from home. You start with your friend groups. You start using those questions that I taught yesterday. I trust me, it works. Here's the first point. Leaders. Doing the right thing isn't always the like thing. Doing the right thing isn't always the like thing. Do you know what the right thing is sometimes? Is... Just tell someone, hey, shush, that's the right thing. Or walking away from a group at lunchtime or in a conversation when it's about gossip or rumors, that's the right, that's the right thing. But are you going to be light for that? Are you got your two-shoes? you think you're better than me? Like, you haven't said anything. But leaders do what's right, even if people don't agree with it, even if because people are like in this culture called a current. You know what currents are? Have you been to the beach recently? I remember one time I was at the beach and I was looking up at the clouds. I was just laying there, thinking about my life. Oh, there's a duck. Look at that cloud. Wee! I'm just sitting there and I'm looking up. I'm like rocks, and I had to swim away from these rocks because the current took me toward a direction, and I didn't choose to go that way. It's called a current for a reason because. Everything's just flowing there with the environment and the wind and all that. That's your culture. Even if you don't choose to believe in certain things, by, I guess, default, you're in this culture shift where everyone is, even if you don't try, you're heading towards certain values. So many people are looking for significance. Instagram, Facebook, all those things are trying to fill your need for significance. All these likes, all these followers, Significance, and we're f we're in this current by default, and so many people they they value really silly things. They value the superficial things. Do you hear what I'm saying? They value what they see on the outside versus what they see on the inside. They value achievements rather than humility or or, um, or trust. These are things that you've got to be aware of, and I want to make sure that you don't feel alone here. Because I think in this room, we're all together, and a lot of ideas here, like, people are brainlessly, usually, following the crowd. Leaders question the crowd. They question what is popular. I want you to question what is popular today. 
what we should worry about is not the number of people who oppose us, but how good their reasons are for doing so. I want to reinforce this idea. If someone doesn't like you, like I said yesterday, don't be bothered by that. Really just be interested in their reasons. I don't like you. She's an idiot. Why is she an idiot? Oh, because she is. No, no one is because that is. Like, that's just stupid. Fill in the gap. She's an idiot because if they don't like you and they don't have a good reason, it shows that the problem's with them, not with you. There's nothing wrong with you. I used to ask myself this question all the time. What's wrong with me? When people would be against me or be in front of people trying to make a difference or playing music in front of my friends, I'd ask what's wrong with me when people would just bat me out. And people used to bat me out at school because I'd stand up and do the right thing. I didn't have, I had haters, but I had respect. And I'm going to tell some stories about that later. Titles don't make leaders. People who follow just a, a title, like if you just got a badge on, it's fine. You've got a duty. You've got a responsibility. You've been recognized by a group of people. The best thing about being a leader with a title is it gives you an opportunity to develop yourself, to actually experiment and to test things out. But the worst thing about a positional leader, just with the title, is that people will only do the bare minimum because people hate doing things because they have to. Do you agree? You hate doing things. You want to do things because you want to do it, but you hate doing things if you're made to do it. And that's what we've got to think about because what we need to aim for is becoming more relational with people. We're going to get on to that too. Here's another quote I'll leave by. Doing what's right isn't always popular. Doing what's popular isn't always right. It's another way of saying what I said before. Doing what's right isn't always popular. I'll tell you a quick story. This is one of the first times I stood up in class. My teacher was getting bad, really bad. Like, she always used to get picked on by just a few select boys in class, and she would often break down in tears. Do you know any teachers in your class that break down in tears? Yeah? <laughs> Every single one, no. But this teacher, it wasn't called for. It wasn't called for. And I had been to conferences, I had been doing things that you guys are doing now, and all this stuff was willing up in me, I was looking for an opportunity. And when it would come, honestly, I'd bailed out sometimes, I was too scared. What would people think of me? And this one time, Cameron, this guy's name was, he's ripping off this teacher, Miss, you're a joke. She was slamming her, he's like, you're a joke, you don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm not going to, Cameron, sit down. No, I'm not going to sit down, what are you going to do? You know, you can hear this, it happens right at school. Are you like thinking about that person in your class? They always say, what are you going to do? You can't do anything. I've got rights. <laughs> so you guys are like, yep. <laughs> and I stood up. I stood up. I said, Cameron, is this class about you? I didn't say, F you, Cameron. I was like, Cameron, is this class about you? He's like, shut up. No, you shut up. Is this class about you? He's like, no, hands up. Is this class is called Cameron? <laughs> No, and all these all these friends over there were laughing. I'm like, only oh, your boyfriends really care about it. This, this class called Cameron. Have you shut up and give us some respect? And she's like, you're gonna see, I'm gonna see you at lunch. I'm like, I'll see you at lunch, but you shut up and pay her pay her some respect. And I sat down. I earned respect that day. I was hated by him and his friends, but doing what's right isn't always the lucky thing, right? Everyone is waiting 
for someone to do something. I used to go around my life saying, seeing problems in the classroom going, someone should do something about that and walk away. See something in the, in the, in the, um, in the court, someone being left out, someone should do something about that, but I'd walk away. That is you. If you're not going to do it, who's going to do it? But I'm going to give you tools. You have to be intelligent. I don't believe in just eerie theory, pro-positive stuff. I believe in intelligence. You've got to do it strategically. And you've got to practice it. Are you liking this so far? What are we talking about? I'm going to equip you with a few things. There's a reason why I love helping youth. Look at this. Look at these stats. This is the needs in Australia. 15%, 15%, so 440,000 Australians, like young people, say that they're experiencing anxiety disorder. One in four young Australians currently have mental health condition. Suicide is the biggest killer of young Australians and accounts for the deaths for more young people than car crashes or car accidents. Suicide. For every one suicide, there's 10 attempts. 10 attempts. Breakdown. The top issues concern to young people years ago was coping with stress, school, study problems, body image, depression, and family conflict. A quarter of Australians, a quarter of Australians say they're unhappy with their lives. On Facebook and Instagram, you wouldn't want people to know that. You wouldn't see that at face value. As a leader, I look deep. I look at the motivations of what people are going through, the issues, the needs. I look to meet needs. Write that down. Leaders look to meet needs. They meet needs. Like, look at this stuff. Like, people would look at Australia and be like, Australia's great. But we have so much many needs and issues waiting for leaders like you and I to stand up and come up with some strategies and to take action. Man, this is what moves my heart. This is why I do what I do. When I see those stats, I know people who have gone through that. I've been through anxiety. I've dealt with certain pressures in life. You guys might have too. But leaders also, they're relational leaders. So this is what I think relational leaders are like. They listen well. They are conscious of what people are doing. They ask great questions. They often put others before themselves. They are are insightful. They don't judge and make assumptions. They are positive and look for solutions. They don't gossip. They are trustworthy. Take a screenshot of that. See, none of that has to do with your marks. None of that has to do with your achievements. None of that has to do with how talented you are. Because I know plenty of talented, rich people that aren't one of them. And they may be respected, I respect them for what they've achieved, but as a father, as a son, as a friend, I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. Because this stuff is virtues. This stuff is character. This stuff is what leaders are made of. It's not about skills and talents. We focus too much on the ability side so much and not about the character on the inside, the driver behind the car, the captain of the ship. This does matter. It does matter. And when I hire people, it's one of the first things I look for. Is it like how good they are? They need to do the job. But I'd rather take someone who's teachable, who's humble, and is a little less skilled than someone who's achieved a lot and is a proud scumbag. Honestly, I was sick and tired of the pride thing, man. And I'm sick and tired of the tall poppy syndrome where we try, we look at somebody who's trying to make a difference and we tear them down because we want to make sure that they don't get a big ego. There's that two, you know, battles there. Do you feel that? If you try to step out and do something, people are going to be like, try and bring you back. Because that's the Aussie way, isn't it? It's not right. 
It's popular, but it isn't right. All things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Meaning this, you can do anything you want, guys. You can smoke, you can drink, you can punch yourself in the head, you can eat noodles for breakfast, you can do anything you want. You can do anything, all things are permissible, but not everything is good for your life. And too many people I'm finding in schools are looking for the thing, oh, I could do this, I could do that. Even with our own dreams, I could get good if I studied. I, I really hate it when people say could and should. You know, and they're like, I could get good at guitar if I practiced. I could get really strong and fit if I worked out. I could get really good at speaking if I practiced. You know what? If you could and should, if you're just saying all that stuff, you're admitting one thing. You're not. You're not. And so many people could and should all over themselves. <laughs> they do, don't they? They're always saying what they're going to do. You can't do that. You can't just get a good reputation based on what you're going to do. I think Henry Ford said that. So we've got to look at what's beneficial for people. And this is the thing, you know, like on Facebook right now, political correctness is a big thing, right? Who feels that? Can I hear a yeah if you feel that? Yeah. Like, it, how, free speech is, is almost dead. You feel, do you feel a little anxious sharing what you believe? Like, hey, give me an indication here. It's a bit scary. What if you say something wrong? What if you misspell something? God forbid. Uh, grammar police will come and pull you up and give you a fine. Excuse me, it's a T-H-E-I-R, not E-R. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? You know what political correctness, do you know what it's replaced? It's replaced respect for me. If we could just learn to respect one another's opinions, we wouldn't need this whole political correctness thing moving on around the moment. But wording things correctly is important because as a leader, we don't want to accidentally judge people or when we're trying to define someone or correct somebody, we don't accidentally judge a whole group of people. For example, you don't want to say, She's depressed. So maybe make it about you. The wording for that should be like, she seems depressed to me. So it makes it about my personal subjectiveness rather than just fully just labeling her as depressed. You see what I'm saying? Or they're all they're they're all a bunch of losers. They're all like are they are they really all losers? Like, can you, like, if we individually went through them, are they all losers? Or oh, maybe not, but generally speaking, see what we do. Our language can accidentally judge people. So when you when you say an opinion, try and start, say, from my point of view, start with that. Or, they seem, feel the blank to me. I think this, and it's okay to have an opinion. It's not illegal yet to have an opinion. Yeah, no. <laughs> Cool? Don't be defined by what you're against. Instead, ask questions look for better, healthy ways as a result. I'll just stop here for a second, because we've got a long session this time. Has anyone got any questions so far about what I said? Because um, I've gone through a lot already, and it's going to be a lot different to the last session. Yeah? She was a bit foolish, and she... Put me on detention. For lunchtime and Cameron. Because um, she didn't know what to do. So, listen, teachers are human beings and she was very emotional. 
and um, she felt very disrespected. And so she thought what was fair is if I stood up in front of the whole class and disrespected a student, and he stood up and disrespected me in front of her too, then we both needed the same punishment. I could understand now, but it was silly. But that's what happened. But later on in life, like actually had spoken, she thanked me for that a couple of years later. But sometimes, guys, leadership, you, you sow seeds in a garden that you'll never see grow. That's not what a legacy is. You sow seeds in a garden that you'll never see the result for for many years. And I know that teacher still remembers that day. Yeah? Uh, do you feel like she's lacking in some leadership qualities and that's why she was disrespecting her and if so, what she could have improved on as well? Yeah, yeah, I think teachers are taught in universities. You know, we, we teach hard skills like... You know, they did teach a lot of psychology. They, the, the university, got a lot of friends who have done university. My wife is a qualified school teacher. Um, once again, it's about character. Honestly, I think a lot of it comes to if you're bat burns made out of burn or steel. And a lot of teachers have the skills, the academic skills, but they don't know how to manage 30, 40 people. And it's really hard on teachers. I really feel for teachers. Because you've got... <laughs> People who want to be there, people who don't, and people who need your attention more than others with their marks. And honestly, think they need to. We need to support teachers more. Hey, thanks for listening to the Coda Kings podcast. We really want to encourage you to share this online and personally to any friends, family members, and students that you feel would benefit from it. If you go to our website greenroom.net.au and click on the Life tab, you'll see Code of Kings podcast. We want to hear your questions, suggest some topics for us to discuss, and give us your feedback about how it's helped you and your friends. Follow us on Instagram at the Code of Kings and hashtag us in your ventures of bravery, moments of discovery, and you'll see us posting helpful things up on there. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time.